3: This January at the Coliseum. We, not me, versus the NFC. And for the first time since 2003, the Rams are NFC West champions. Welcome to Ramstock Radio. This is executive producer Norm Hightower with... <laughs> He's already laughing. I'm running the show tonight, folks, because uh, somebody's a little bit under the weather. But we're with uh, Derek Marbles Siapala. Derek, <laughs> it's
1: probably it's probably more marbles today.
3: <laughs> You're not feeling so good, but how, how are you oh doing? Oh my
1: otherwise? gosh! Well, I'm doing fine. It just the you know getting a there's some kind of blog going through the school right now. Now I, I kind of feel a little sexy. Like I got a little bit of Barry White going. It might be the only time I could ever whisper sweet nothings in my wife's ear and she might actually enjoy it. (laughs) So, I mean. (laughs) Yeah,
3: you've got a great radio voice going on right now.
1: (laughs) And I I don't really feel like I'm going marbly either. So, hey. There you go. Maybe I should be like this the rest of my life.
3: Well, let me let me continue with, uh, make sure you go out and catch us on iTunes, Soundca- SoundCloud, Stitcher, <laughs> iHeartRadio, Google Play, Android, Player FM. Don't forget iebeatradio.com that airs our shows on Wednesdays, Saturdays, and Sundays at 10 a.m. Pacific time. All right. Well, <clears throat> there's a lot to talk about with, you know, yesterday's 28 to nothing loss with New Orleans, but we have to acknowledge it. So, okay, we just did. Moving on. <laughs> That's yeah, so
1: so, <laughs> nothing else to say there, though. Nothing to look at. The the
3: the real breaking news though is the wait is finally over. Aaron Donald signed a six year, one hundred and thirty five million dollar extension with the Rams today. He gets an eighty seven million dollar guarantee and a forty million dollar signing bonus. So we all know who to go to to borrow money. And today started the first uh, wave of the cuts that the Rams are doing to get closer to their fifty three man roster. I'm going to go to Derek and ask him what he thinks on this. But first, we're going to go and talk about one of our sponsors. Jim Hawk has been great to us this year. So we want to make sure we thank him by doing a great job on his sponsorship here. <laughs> and I've never done it, so. <laughs> do you want me to
1: step in here? Buddy? No,
3: no, I got it. So I hold can on. do it.
1: In the Barry, I'd be like the Barry White West, folks. <laughs> no, I
3: got it. So Read
1: the Jim Hawk book. It's all his team.
3: Most of us are... See, you already got me messed up. Thanks a lot. (laughs) Most of us are practically addicted to anything in the Los Angeles Rams. Well, if you want to learn more about the Rams' history with a bit of a personal touch, check out Jim Hawk's Hollywood team, Grit, Glamour, and the 1960s. It says '60s or '50s. 1950, dude. Just stop, 1950s. Stop. Los you cannot Angeles do this. Rams. You gotta stop. Right? I got it. I got, this, I got it. You're a mess. You I, are an
1: absolute. I got stop. it. I, I got, got it. No, 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 no. You, you messed up. Hollywood's check. Hollywood's teen, 1960s. 1950s. Listen. Let somebody who's actually read the freaking book do the read, okay? Uh-huh. Maybe, maybe I'll get some girls on with us to, you know, because of the deep voice and all, to, you know, read the book. Okay? Or
3: maybe I'll just get lucky and you'll just lose your voice. Yeah. Either way, I'm done for the night.
1: Okay, here we go. So, because he can't do this right, and we gotta give Jim Hawk all the respect. Most of us are practically addicted to anything Los Angeles Rams. So, if you wanna learn more about Rams history, the bit of personal touch, check out Jim Hawk's Hollywood Teen, Grit, Glamour in the 1950s Los Angeles Rams. That's right, 1950s Norm. The book tells the story of the 1950s Rams through the lens of Jim's dad, John, who was an offensive lineman for the team from 1953 to 1957. Check out this son's story of his father and the team he played for in an era of glitz, glamour, and future Hall of Famers. Read about players like Norm Van Brocklin, Elroy, Crazy Lakes Hirsch, Tom Fears, and Les Richter in this story spanning the 1950s L.A. Rams. Folks, you can find his book online at hollywoodsteam.com. And on Twitter, at Hollywood's Team. it's also available in both hardback and electronic form at Amazon on Barnes & Noble. Finally, you can find his book, Hollywood's Team through various booksellers on the internet, folks. It's a great book. There's no other way I say it if you enjoy Rams history, if you enjoy learning about the teen's past, and then adding that personal touch, check it out. Hollywood's Teen, Grit, Glamour, and the 1950s Los Angeles Rams by Jim Hawkins. Worth your time.
3: Well... I'm just going to say this, by the way, jerk, I have read the book now, so (laughs) you can, you can shut up about that. (laughs) I had a little time the other night and I finally decided to sit down and read it. And it is well worth the read folks. So do check it out. Well, let's, uh, let's, we're going to switch roles. Like I said, so I'm going to do a lot of the question asking here. So I, you know, we have a script that I can go by or I could really mess with Derek and screw him up. But Since he's not feeling well, I'll be a nice guy and I'll stick to the script. So, Derek, what do you think now that this whole thing with Aaron Donald's over and the contract signed?
1: I'm just thankful it's over. I I just – actually, I I got a lot more respect for the Rams organization through this process. And I know we'll talk about that in a little bit. But just watching how they dealt with Aaron Donald, how they worked the money with other contracts – and most importantly, we keep our best player. I've, I've i have got to be honest. I've avoided going out and getting an Aaron Donald jersey because I didn't know if he was going to be here. And I didn't know how long he going to be here. I wasn't going go to put money down on his jersey without actually getting my money's worth out of it. So now I can go do that because I know he's going to be here. I know he'll make the Hall of Fame as a Ram, which is a big deal to me. Sure. I don't want to go out there and pay big money on a jersey or anything and see him leave. He will play his best years with the Rams, and I'm thankful for that. And overall, the, the money with it, it's a little high, but it wasn't what was out there. So
3: that so, was, was going to be my next question. So was the scale what you expected to see?
1: Yes, it was. In terms of the per year, the, the guarantee was higher than I thought it was. Per year, I thought – when the deals, when it was certain to be reported by other outlets at 25, $30 million, 24 million by downtown Rams, when it got down to about 20, when nothing happened, I figured it'd be lower than that. I figured that per year cannot be too high because it's going to crush the cap down the line. And so I figured probably between 21 and 23, so 22, five fits in there. And, um, and I, I want to flip that over to you, too. I want to hear your thoughts. Where did you, where did you see in terms of, well, how do you feel about it being over now? And then also, is this the scale you thought it was going to be?
3: Well, I'm certainly glad it's over. I've been wanting them to get this deal done ever since the season ended. I was actually hoping that, you know, once the season was over last year, that they would just get it done so we didn't have all the drama going on throughout the offseason. But, you know, it is what it is, and as Aaron Donald's, Excuse me, as Aaron Donald and the Rams organization have all said, it's business. And, you know, sometimes to do business the right way, it takes a long time to get things correct. And now that it's done, I'm thrilled to see him, you know, happy. I'm thrilled for his family. You know, in his press conference, he's talking about how you know we talked to his mom and his dad and basically he said you're now retired you're done it's all on me now he's going to buy them a new house and they're basically going to be able to live happily ever after and you know as a you know as a player as a person as a, you know as a son the whole deal being able to do that for your parents that's <laughs> that's got to be worth more than anything so i'm happy for him you know they got this kind of deal and I'm happy that the Rams got it done before the season so we can see him in week 1 we have time to watch him practice and get acclimated with his other teammates so all in all I'd say it's good now the money you know we talked about 21 22 million kind of saying 22 million was was kind of our cap and you know it works out to be 22 and a half I'm cool with that I I like the structure of the contract. I'm happy to see him get a 40 million signing bonus. Uh, You know, when there's people that are going to say, "Look, he's on a contract now. Before this, he was on a contract. He should have stuck to that contract." You know, that contract says he gets paid X, and that's what he should get. He's earned a lot more money than what that contract has paid him so far on his rookie deal, and so that 40 million dollar signing bonus that's going to help that's going to show you know the appreciation of what he's done so far and having the 87 million guaranteed you know you just saw odell beckham jr get signed with his extension you just saw aaron Rodgers get a mega deal with green bay both those guys are, are well deserving as well so this guaranteed stuff you're it's starting to be a trend and i and i'm you know i hope it works out in the league for the long run uh but I'm really happy with the with it all being over with the money, with the fact that he's with the team today, you know they told him he could report today and he was there early. you know he wanted to get there as fast as he could and get to work and, and I just think that's all great. So as the world turns around Aaron Donald is finally gone and now we don't have to talk about it anymore and we can just move on to the fun stuff and quit with the drama and that part's great.
1: Well, I got the chills, though, seeing the fr- that footage of Sue on the field with Aaron Donald. Yeah. Seeing them shaking hands. And then those, uh, there was somebody posted a picture of Hulk Hogan and Randy Savage, the Mega powers, and they're shaking hands yeah. in a similar way. I mean, that, to me, made me smile. It made my day. And it's kind of an evolution of thought, too. If you go back to our earlier podcast about this, we went back and forth. Okay, he's not worth this. He's not worth this. You know, you do have a contract and so on and so forth, but over time, you. What, what does it really come down to? Does it come down to gain this guy on your team for the long term, making sure he was drafted as a Ram, he retires, probably as a Ram, maybe not, but if worse comes to worse, his best years with the Rams, he'll be a Hall of Famer. He'll go in the Hall of Fame wearing horns, and I believe he will be a Hall of Famer one day. Oh, absolutely. He's our,
3: I mean, he'll so. be a first ballot Hall of Famer, no doubt.
1: I mean, I don't think we've seen interior defensive lineman as dominant as him in in decades.
3: Well, and this does make him the highest paid defensive player in the league, which I think is well-deserving. Yeah. Uh, It's going to be awful hard for the Raiders to get Khalil Mack for more than that. Uh, You know, I don't think he's going to get more than that. Uh, And I'm real happy to say that they are – they haven't even been talking at all, so that's good news for us in week one.
1: <laughs> Doesn't hurt well, you need to, we need to talk about that, though, because there's a, there's a vast difference, in my view, in terms of how the Rams organization has dealt with Aaron Donald in comparison with his closest you know, player in terms of ilk, in terms of rank in Khalil Mack. The Raiders and the Rams, they've been dealing with this night and day.
3: Yeah, no, they, there's been no conversation with Khalil Mack and the Raiders organization at all that I know of, and it's got to be, it's got to be tough for Gruden right now to have his best defensive player not even in conversation, and it certainly isn't going to make him look good as a coach being there for his first year, not having what could be or probably is his best player on the team, not on the field, so. I'm I'm not surprised that it's happening that way with the Raiders. Um, history hasn't been real positive for them when it comes to contract negotiations and stuff. But I'll take it towards the next question, which you know I was going to say: Are you happy with how the Rams organization has been handling not only Donald's contracts but all the other signings that they've done so far? You know, as an example, they just uh, they reworked. Uh, Big Wits contract and Robert Wood's contract to clear $7 million in cap space in order to do this Donald deal. And, you know, re-signing Havenstein, re-signing Gurley, you know, getting those things done, getting Robert Woods under contract for long term. We've seen a lot of movements, which, you know, looks like it's going to put this team together for a while Or at least the core of it together for a while. So, are you happy with how they've been handling things so far?
1: I'm ecstatic. You know, it's after we've been studying sports economics, you and I have had many conversations on sports economics. We talk money a lot, sometimes on the show, sometimes just as, you know, as two buddies who will just sit there and talk football on the phone. And the way they've done this has just been phenomenal. And this is why we have, there's an article out there from ESPN. We're going to touch on this later in the show, but this is why I completely disagree with her. We'll get to that. But am I at the Rams organization? Yeah. And here's the kicker from everything we're seeing now that $7 million that Rams freed up doesn't even go to Donald's contract because the extension kicks in next season. So this is what they've been doing. They've been, they've been, Extending people after the end of their current contract so it doesn't mess up the salary cap for this year. Okay. By them doing that, they're able to space out the money how they want it to space out. And that's how they're able to pay Donald. That's how they're able to pay Gurley because they had everything chronicled out. They have everything worked out. And so now my question is, with that money that they kind of freed up, what are they going to do with it? Because maybe, we don't know,
3: maybe a backup quarterback,
1: <laughs> maybe, maybe, uh, it's possible. We have no idea. The cuts are still underway. We have a listing of cuts on the website. We'll talk about those later as well. But there's still like 13 or so players that have to be cut. By the time you listen to this, that may have changed. I just, I, they, it's just amazing to me and how the Rams have been able to work their magic. I have never seen an NFL team do this to such precision. Like the Rams have done in the last well two off seasons really, not one but two, and it goes along with their drafting, which I think plays a role as well. There's Absolutely. one more thing about there's one more thing we, we we talk about Khalil Mack, and Khalil Khalil Mack, no communication with the Raiders at all. It was just on the in the news tonight. Rich Hammond, other members of the of the media who were covering the Rams, they're noting that. There's been communication with Aaron Donald and his agent over the course of months where Les Snead, our general manager, is flying out to Atlanta to talk with his agent, taking red-eye flights, going back and forth, back and forth. This is how it's done, folks. You want your star to stay with the team. You want to get the big deals done. You initiate that conversation. You're not seeing that with the Raiders. The Rams are just setting the example right now on how things are getting done. And quite frankly, that makes me proud because for so long – well. Let's just be honest. For 14 years, it's not how things were. No. Prior to Sean McVay, this was a garbage organization in the front office. We have to be honest about that. As much as we love this team, as much as we love the history, as much as we are passionate, we have to be honest about how poor, poor of a job the front office did in managing players, drafts, and so on and so forth.
3: Now, an example of that would be Tavon Austin's contract.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: I mean, that, that was just a pathetic contract and I couldn't believe it happened. Not I have nothing against Tavon and, you know, I wish him all the best in Dallas, but uh, it, that was that was just unheard of. How can you sign somebody who hasn't produced like he should that much money? And they've made that mistake a lot. And now we have, you know, future signings that we're going to have to make. You know, are, are we going to keep Roger Saffold? Are we going to keep Jamon Brown? Their contracts are up at the end of the year. Uh you got, of course, Jared Goff coming up, and then you got Lamarcus Joyner, who's on the franchise tag this year. They could tag him next year if they need to, or do they sign him to a long-term deal? And then there's the question of, you know, they freed up this seven million in cap space, and if they didn't have to use it for Donald's contract, does that line them up for a either trade or free agent signing of? an outside linebacker that they might have an eye on. You know, there's lots of possibilities out there. And then, you know, we had talked for a long time that the easiest thing was, would have been to cut Mark Barron, you know, and free up that money back, you know, free training camp or right at training camp. Mm-hmm. And they didn't do that. And Barron's still on the team, which is great because with the way things went with our linebackers, we need all the veteran leadership. We can get there. So maybe this frees up some space there. Uh, for them to look at, you know, bringing in another player. So all in all, I'm thrilled with what the organization has done. I think they've done a great job. I think they've set us up well for our future, not only for the next couple of years, but even long-term, four, five, six years. And with the way that they're drafting and the quality of players they seem to be bringing in, and the fact that... You know, they're back in LA now, and they have that new stadium coming, and free agents are going to want to come play here. All those things combined, I think the future is really bright for the Rams.
1: I agree. And um, that's why we have another conversation to have coming up about.
3: Sure. Well,. You know, I think what we'll do next, and this one I can handle, (laughs) because Sal has been around since the very beginning, and he's one of my favorite people and uh, has been an awesome sponsor for us. So let's give a quick shout out to our sponsor at the Golden Ram Barbershop. If you're looking to support one of your own in the Orange County area and the old school barbershop experience, check out the Golden Ram Barbershop at 13755 Golden West Street in Westminster, California. Sal opened up his shop as a shrine to the Rams on the day they left for St. Louis and has kept the lights on ever since. He's by appointment only, so give him a call at 714-894-RAMS or 7267. Use the promo code RAMSTALK so he knows that we sent you to get a discount on an already affordable haircut. The Golden Ram Barbershop is open Monday through Friday from 8 a.m. to 6 p.m. and Saturdays from 7 a.m. to 4 p.m. One more time, give Sal a call at 714-894-7267. A visit to his shop is worth it just to enjoy all the Rams memorabilia there. But he also provides that old school barbershop experience and will talk football and Rams football the whole time and more. Trust me, folks, you won't regret it. He even made us look pretty pretty good with our haircut. And as we talked about, he turned Johnny into Magic Johnny. So Yeah, he did. We, we thank Sal you know. very much for being a sponsor for us for such a long time.
1: Magic Johnny could hit the stage quite well now, thanks to Sal. <laughs> I mean, I just I gotta say it.
3: Well, Derek brought up this uh, ESPN article from Lindsey Theory on a piece of uh, about the Rams kind of window closing <clears throat> for a Super Bowl, maybe you know this year or two years, and and not really having a shot after that. And so I went and actually read the article. So I've I've read more than. I normally do, Derek. Aren't you proud of me? (laughs) And I know my thoughts on it, but I also know what your theory is. So what do you think of Lindsay's theory and do you think she's right or wrong?
1: I think she's well, I gotta I have to kind of say this. You know, I've I've followed Lindsay's work when she was over at the LA Times with Gary Klein. They did the Fearsome Tuosa podcast. Um I think that sometimes she is right, and sometimes she stubbornly sticks by her guns when she's wrong. In this case, I think she's wrong, and she undercuts her own argument at the end of the article. You know, The, the Rams, as we noted before, have been methodical in how they're planning out the use of the salary cap. And to say that Aaron Donald's money here, his pay, actually shortens – because that's what she's really insinuating here – actually shortens the Rams' window – is to me ludicrous they don't sign aaron donald for this money this amount of money if it shortens her window that, that why would you take actions that would close your window for winning the super bowl even more and then she undercuts her own argument At the end of the article she notes that prior to aaron donald's cap hit the rams have 111 million dollars in cap space entering 2020 So let's just say how much is I I I don't see all the numbers yet, but let's just say it hits for 27 million that year. Okay, so you're still going to have 84 ish million dollars in cat space. You mean to tell me you can't fill holes on your roster with 84 million dollars in cat space in 2020? And there'll probably be more because the cat space goes up every year. I just don't. it, It bothers me. It bothers me that kind of thinking that you know the Rams have been proving for the last two years now that they are getting this right. They're figuring it out. They've been playing this game probably better than almost everyone in the league right now with the books in the last two years. I mean, you can, you can call me a homer on that, but the evidence is right in front of you. The facts are there. Look what they've been doing. No team, even the Patriots, have been matching that right now.
3: I'll be the first to admit that you know earlier on, when we were talking about signing Aaron Donald for the amount of money, you know, close to what he got that it was going to create problems in our cap, uh, moving forward. But with the, the different, the differences now with the, the changes they've made with the, the restructuring of contracts clearing up cap space, locking in other guys and the way they've arranged it, they've been very smart about it. And I, I'll even say I was wrong back then by saying their window was two years. I, I think it's three, four, even five years now if you look at it in the long run. And you can't tell me that this team doesn't want to be competitive or ultra competitive in 2020 when the new stadium opens up. They're going to want to put a massively winning product on the field in their, their first year in that stadium. So, I, I really think she's wrong too. Um, you know, Everybody's entitled to their opinion, and she makes some good points. But overall, I don't agree with her. And, and I look forward to a long future with this team. I really think that keeping this core together, uh, I'm hoping we can watch some of these guys retire as Rams and uh, hopefully with a, a Super Bowl ring or two on their fingers.
1: Well, that's the thing, too. You just made a great point. There's no way on earth, just none whatsoever, that the Rams enter twenty twenty without being contenders, they're go, they're going into this brand new stadium, like the 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 what with cheese? I don't even know what this, how to say. It. How do I describe that?
3: It's like the Taj Mahal the, of stadiums. Yeah, the
1: Taj Mahal of all NFL stadiums. The the it.
3: It might even be considered you know? the ninth wonder of the world mm-hmm. now. You know, you know,
1: it's something like that. So yeah. there's just no way they enter that season and not be contenders. You're going to kill all the buildup that you've done. Otherwise, yeah. I, you know, I just don't, I don't agree. I, yeah, I, just, I, see, I don't think the math doesn't work either.
3: Well, there's no way there's going to be seven and nine bullshit in 2020. There's just no way no, that's no. not going to be possible.
1: Now, in fairness, there's no way they resign everybody. No, no, they're but, going to have to draft well,
3: but that's the point. You know, they keep the core guys around that they want long-term the guys that they think are going to be the real difference makers, and then they rely on the draft to fill in those other spots. And I think they're in the, the right process or doing the right things right now to make that happen. Uh, I'm really happy, even though we didn't have a first or second round pick this year, I mean, the way it all worked out, Look at what we ended up with, and I, I'm I'm actually very happy with some of the picks that we got, and we haven't even seen Obo on the field yet. When Okarankwo comes back, uh, I really think he's going to be a difference maker as well. So, Micah Kaiser's showing great things. Joseph Noteboom looks well. Joseph Day, I mean, there's some real contenders on this team for for future spots, and I'm really happy with the way they drafted. And if they continue to do that and continue to make the right moves. It doesn't matter if we keep everyone, you know, I'd like to see them. I mean, there's no way Aqib Talib's going to stay around for too long, but I think we need to get Marcus Peters Inc., to a long-term deal. I think he's important to our future. And, you know, there's some other, other guys. I mean, LaMarcus Joyner, you know, is he worth spending that much money on or can we get somebody that's. You know, I'm not saying he isn't. I'm just saying there's lots of ways to look at it. We didn't expect John Johnson to come in and take over as a starter in his rookie year. And look how he's done. And he's playing extremely well right now. And we'll see how he does this year. But I have a feeling he's going to have a good year. So if they continue to draft that way and continue to work these contracts the right way, we've got a great future with this team.
1: And a couple other things, too. You're getting to the point now where you're going to start seeing some of these veterans who could be moving on. Like a Roger Saffold, it's already being mentioned that he could come back next year on a hometown discount. Sure. You, you know, two, three years ago, would he have done that? No. Heck no. No. Right. Okay. And don't forget with Lamarcus Joyner, because they've dealt with all of their contract issues now, Lamarcus Joyner can be franchised. Sure. Another they, year.
3: They may even extend him too, because they have the ability so, to do that. Yeah, I, I mean, agree. So yeah.
1: They, they have a lot of flexibility.
3: And there's, I can guarantee you there's nobody on this team right now that's going to make the 53-man roster that's not going to want to be on this team next year or the year after, especially when they're going in that new stadium. Every single player on this team is going to want to be a part of that new stadium. I mean, I mean, picture yourself there playing for this team, having a chance to be a contender. I mean, obviously, we're contenders going in. We're picked in to win the NFC West. Lots of people are saying we could be the two or three seed. I mean, there's lots of good things going on. And then throwing the fact that we've got this awesome stadium coming in 2020, who would not want to be a part of that? And
1: honestly, with Sue on the field with Aaron Donald, I could really see this team actually going and being that number one seed.
3: Well, I, I honestly believe that they're Super Bowl contenders, but you know, part of it's biased. But if I look at it unbiasedly as a you know, looking at all the facts, all the stats, all the turnarounds, the coaches, the players that we brought in, all those different things. If I wasn't a Rams fan, I'd become a Rams fan this year because they are probably one of the most loaded rosters in the NFL. I'd say defensively, the only team out there that really holds a candle to the Rams would be the Jaguars.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: The Jaguars' defense is phenomenal. And I think the Rams are going to be in that in that conversation as being equal to them, if not better than them, this season. I don't know if their line is as good as our line. I don't think our linebackers are probably going to be as good as theirs. But secondary, you could flip a coin on those secondaries. They're <laughs> They're both phenomenal. So... And and where were we last year with our offense? We were the number one offense in the league. So if you have the number one to number five defense and the number one to number five offense on the same team, and then our special teams has always been good, how could we not be Super Bowl contenders? And so there's a lot of doubters on Jared Goff Uh saying that, you know, last year, you know, he was just lucky to come into the system with Sean McVay. He's not talented enough to go all the way. A lot of people are saying that. I, I can't be a judge right now and say either way, but I have confidence that he's going to, you know, improve and do better. He, he showed tons of improvement last year. You've got a young head coach who wants to, you know, make his mark in the league. And what a phenomenal guy. And I, I couldn't be happier with the hire they've made there. You've got Wade Phillips as a defensive coordinator who's got the reputation of winning and you know, we hope he's going to be around for a while on our team. So you add up all those things together and look at rosters like Green Bay and you know even New England. They don't have the players, and they've always had the coaches. Mm-hmm. We now have both. And so I really see the Rams taking it deep into the playoffs, if not all the way to the Super Bowl this year. And we're going to do our predictions and stuff, season predictions and so forth, Uh, later on this week and and bring that to you guys but you know i've never i mean even the greatest show on turf they were good and i was excited and they had a flashy offense and it was all exciting everything but i wasn't as confident with them as i am with this team right now
1: there's more talent on this team far far more talent than there i mean i i i don't i don't i feel weird saying that (laughs) i do because that that greatest show on turf team was so low with But if you look down the roster in terms of skill positions, this team's more talented than that team was. Now, does it mean they're going to equal that in the field? The Eagles are loaded. The Falcons are loaded. The Packers are loaded. The Saints are loaded. That's all in the same conference. Well, I mean, and The NFC's much stronger.
3: You're going to see this in the season predictions. I got a few surprises for you guys. I think the Eagles are actually going to fall back this year. I don't think they're going to have as good a year. They've got a lot of things going on, a lot of struggles going on. Carson Wentz, you don't know much about. I actually think Dallas is going to take the NFCs this year.
1: Wow, I have the doubt. I have Dallas going seven and nine. So uh-huh. <laughs> we'll 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 talk about that. We have we have a big podcast plan. We're going to try and get every. I doubt I doubt it will happen because all six of us podcast hosts are on different time schedules. We're going to try and get us all on a show. Hopefully Sunday night or Monday night, and we'll see if uh, we can get you our, our predictions. I don't know if we'll get all six. Yeah, I don't know.
3: We'll, we'll try. It, it, many as we can would be great because uh, so. I, I think you're right. The NFC is is stacked. Mm-hmm. It's it's really stacked, and I think you're going to see some some changes and some. Uh, well, you're going to see some surprises this year. It's stacked. And I, the AFC is not bad either, but I really think you're going to see the Patriots get get upset by maybe the Steelers or the oh. Jaguars this year. So I have
1: a, to, I have New England
3: starting zero too. two. Yeah. So there, there's, some, there's some crazy things going on this year. This could be a phenomenal year for football, not just for the Rams, but just to watch overall and see all the things that are going to happen. Um, let's go ahead and thank our third sponsor. And, Derek, since you do it all the time, I'm going to let
1: you oh, go Oh, now he's like, go ahead and do it. Now he's going to go ahead and do it. All right, folks. And I just had a major brain toot. I'm not going
3: to lie to you. Okay. <laughs> Put the Bra- pressure Bra- You can tell he's a teacher. He had a brain, too. <laughs> had a brain. I'm a redneck. I had a brain fart. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Folks,
1: um, you know, summary is almost over, okay? But, hey, you guys are all at SoCal, right? Well, most of you are which means the pool is open most of the year. So if you're looking to remodel, resurface, or even put in a new pool, check out Jayhawk Pool Plus Remodeling at 4780 East Wesley Avenue in Anaheim, California. Jayhawk Pool Plus Remodeling serves Orange County and the Southland, and they're run by Jayhawk, the eldest son of former Ram John Hawk. Folks, he built this business on a mantra of fantastic results and amazing customer service. So just head on over to jayhawkpools.com take a look at their work. You can see quality of their finishes and in the testimonies provided by past customers. If you're looking to remodel, resurface, or even put in a new pool, give Jayhawk a call at 714-695-0700. Again, that's 714-695-0700. You can also email them at info at jayhawkpools.com. Folks, this is a great opportunity to support our podcast and help fellow members of the Rams family. If you live out in the area, give Jayhawk Pool Plaster a call. You'll be glad you did. Oh, and we are looking for sponsors. Time's a ticking. okay? Our numbers are already going up. Time's ticking. If you want to join us for our journey in the 2018 season, this is a great and expensive way to do it by sponsoring us. Get in early. We'll save you some money. Our numbers are growing crazy fast. Email us at ramstalk1945 at gmail.com or leave us a voicemail at 657-666-5453. We have a media kit ready to get out to you, and we'd love to talk to you about sponsoring us. Uh, we, we we cannot survive and keep putting the man out we do without you. So thank you, and you. We hope to hear from you soon.
3: And we have great relationships with our sponsors. They've done a lot for us. And you know Jim Hawk as an example, giving tickets out for prizes. And you know Sal's always been a great sponsor for us. And you know I haven't met I haven't met Jay Hawk, but you know we'll, we'll get around to meeting him soon, I'm sure.
1: You so, you should give Jim a call. Jim's
3: out there where you are. No really. Oh yeah, he's out there in DC. Yeah, I'll have to i have to give him a call. Yes, so. Well, let's uh, let's quickly run through roster cuts. So, and we have a we have an interesting mailbag too. Okay,
1: I don't let's, want you to look at it yet because I have a couple surprises for you.
3: Okay, I'm not going to look at it. But let's 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 look at the roster cuts and get those over with first. So right. on the waived no recall list, we have Fred Brown, wide receiver. We have uh, Omarius Bryant, defensive tackle. Uh, Chunky Clements. We had a mailbag question on him uh, a a while back, and I I said I didn't think he was going to make the team, and he didn't. Uh, Defensive tackle. Jake Eldrenkamp, center from Washington. Sorry to see him go. I thought he had a lot of potential. That surprised me. Yep. Uh, Kicker Sam Ficken, he did a great job filling in for us, um, but I guess it's time for him to go. The two brothers, Nate and Nick Hawley, are both gone. Uh, That would have been an interesting story if they'd have made the team, uh, but... Hopefully, they'll get picked up somewhere else. Uh, this name, Lord <laughs> uh, Hyamang. Are, what are you having a problem with it over there? It's his, his name, Lord Hyamang. Okay. Uh, defensive tackle. He was cut. Jeremiah Cologne, guard from San Jose State. Marcus Martin, defensive end. Cody McElroy, wide receiver. Michael Curtis, defensive or Curtis Michael, defensive back. McKay um, Murphy, defensive tackle. Another surprise to me, and I thought he had a good shot at making the team, was JoJo Natson. He was cut. Aaron Neary, Uh Torian Nixon. Here is another little bit of a surprise: T. Gray Scales didn't make the team. Daryl Williams. Then um, with the Rams for a while.
1: And that one doesn't surprise me.
3: Yeah, it doesn't. And Brian Womack. Then you have the terminated vested veterans on all contracts. Cornelius Lucas. Tackle, he's gone. That doesn't surprise me either after watching him play. Then you have the wave injured list. uh, Afalabi Laguda, defensive back. Kendall Thompson, wide receiver. And then reserve list additions which is reserve slash injured, Ryan Davis defensive end, Morgan Fox defensive end. So, so far, that's what we have. And I got to be honest and say,
1: not that many surprises. Uh, Jake Eldrum camp, I thought would, you know, stick around. but Maybe they'll cut him and get him back on the practice squad. Joe and I think, might find his way to the practice squad. Um, Save for T. Scales, as if somebody's going to be able to pick him up. I would think also, um, you know who else might be there? Torian Nixon was very interesting to watch. He met went for the Practice Squad.
3: Yeah, he had some issues, though, too. Well, he's a project. Sure. Well, you said we had some uh, mailbags questions, so go for it.
1: <laughs>
3: Am I going to not like this? <laughs> I can't wait. All i right,
1: right. I'll, I'll, I'll save the funny one for you. Um, we have two from that are very similar. J.P. Barrett wrote, uh, we know some players will be cut and the roster set, but after that, it's normally one or two players a team picks up from those who are away by their teams. Which unit can you see picking up players from, from cut from other teams? The same goes with George Met, G. Met, 77. He said front three on defense. Oops, wrong guy. So Joe Marciano, my bad. Joe Marciano. Do you think the Rams add a player for our team this weekend? What position? Quarterback, outside linebacker, uh, offensive line.
3: So I I would I would I would say that linebacker, outside linebacker, uh, defensive end, inside linebacker would be, you know, if they can find somebody that they think is better than who they have, absolutely. Uh, We've been talking about this off and on. Uh, Possibly a backup quarterback if there's somebody out there that. You know, could be better than Manion. That's a possibility. I don't know who's going to be available though, and you know, there's a lot of things going on, pre-cuts. You know, as far as trades and you know, different things, go- talks going on and stuff like that. So we, it's going to be hard to see. We're going to have to wait and see who's cut and and so forth. And I wouldn't see him. I wouldn't be surprised to see him pick up some offensive linemen.
1: I think Joe hit it on the head. I think the the positions you're looking for right now, quarterback, offensive line, linebacker, you know, those are the three that you're thinking, okay, you know what? There can, they could use some depth at all those positions. Quarterback to me is scary right now. Uh, So, yeah, I think Joe hit it on the head, really. Next question is from, George met front three on defense looks is impressive, but maybe marginalized, without an effective edge Samson looks like a year away, at least from being a legit starter at that spot thoughts.
3: I'm kind of with him on that. I, I was high on Samson, Eva cam. I still think he, I'd say he's going to be better in the second half of the season. I think he's got some growing to still do. Uh, Dominic Easley actually looked really good off the edge, which could be a possibility I also think that you know there's one guy that could possibly work there for us and I I don't know if I should say it or not um will you be ridiculed for it will I ridicule you for for it I I don't I don't know Um, screw it go for it well okay he's been on our team for a while he, Mark Barron no he's <laughs> he's played defensive line but he showed he's got speed And he's actually improved a lot over the last couple of years
1: Ethan Westbrooks
3: yep I think yeah. he, he I think Ethan Westbrooks could go off off the edge I think he could I think it's a position he could play uh you know I We'll see. I I think we need to see wait and see. I wouldn't be surprised to see him come off the edge sometime this year if we don't pick up any other players.
1: Okay. So there you go. My thought is I think Samson will be fine. We haven't seen him on that defense yet with well, with Sue and Dahl on the field. So I'm I'm gonna wait and see on him. I think he I think you're right, I think it'll be better second half of the year versus first half of the year. I'm just going to wait and see on that one. I'm not ready to make a call on whether or not he's a legit starter or a year away. I just – I'm not ready. To, you know, ask that question again in two weeks. I'll have an answer for you.
3: Yeah, Jeff, I, I agree with that.
1: Jeff Fisher's mustache at Great <laughs> Show on Surf asks, how much will Luis Perez's decision on making the roster have to do with the international player pathway program? Dude, look better than Mannion and Allen? Can I answer this
3: one first in mind? Yeah, go ahead.
1: I don't think it has anything to do with it. He's not going to make the team. No. They, 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 he didn't play until the fourth game. They did that to save the other guys from, from half of the possibility of getting hurt. We didn't really see him play against second teamers. He's playing against third and four teamers. Team still got shut out. I just don't see it. He, you know, I hope that he gets a shot somewhere, maybe even on the practice squad, but no.
3: I think the fact that we didn't see him until the even he didn't even start the second half of the fourth game says a lot. I, I wanted to see him more. You, you know, you got to root for the guy. You love the story, and I would have liked to have seen him go far. And he may still go far with another team, but I really don't see him making this roster. I don't even think he makes the practice squad.
1: All right, and our final. Schedule file. Sorry, file mailbag question. (laughs) This is from Steve Ribeiro at Steve Ribeiro on Twitter. God, (laughs) is Norm Hightower paid off by Sean Mannion to act like he's a good quarterback?
3: (laughs) (laughs) Well, if Sean Mannion made Aaron Donald kind of money, I might consider it. (laughs) You know, it, Steve, is, Steve is just mad because he's got his man crush on Austin Davis. You know, that's all that's, all that's going on there. I've just seen Mannion play for a long time. I watched him play at Oregon State while he was there. He's, you know, he, he did really well there. He's got a lot of potential. He's just not doing it for us. I don't know why. And I'm not as confident as I was the first time we talked about it. Uh, if golf goes down, we could be in big trouble. You just saw uh, what, what was it? The Saints just make a big move.
1: Yeah, they went and got Teddy Bridgewater.
3: Bridgewater, and I think that's that was their insurance policy. So if they if something does happen to Breeze, and I'm kind of feeling that now, I'm a little bit more nervous than I was after seeing Mannion play. You know, I've got confidence. I probably got like Steve said. I probably got more confidence than most people with Mannion. But there's a part of me now that's saying, if there's somebody out there better, maybe we should go after him.
1: Uh, yeah, and I think that's probably what's going to happen. I'm expecting the Rams to to cut probably Brandon Allen, go out there and off the waiver wire, go get a veteran who can step in and somewhat manage an offensive need be, and also kind of serve as a veteran leader for Sean Mannion. That would make the most sense for Mannion and Goff. Goff's still young. That's kind of what I'm thinking is going to happen. That's normally how it does happen. It would really surprise me if, you know, the Rams just go in with either Mannion and Goff or Goff, Mannion, and Allen. I just would be, I would be really surprised. When you're this close to being a Super Bowl, you know, contender or even well, they are a contender. When you're this close now to being special. I don't see why you risk it.
3: But Well, we're not McVeigh. We don't we don't know how he feels about him. We don't know I mean, he obviously knows how much more capable Mannion is than we do, and that may be you know, that may be a good thing or maybe a bad thing, but I know after after what I've seen in the first three preseason games, uh I'm I'm a little more nervous.
1: I'm nervous, yeah. 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 Nervous. Okay. Um Norm gets Norm's closing up, but I have to apologize, folks. I'm the one responsible for handing out the, the the weekly trivia question. You know, rewards. Been a little busy with school starting, so if you haven't got your book yet, don't freak out. I'm gonna I got it out there for you. I got all your addresses. If, and out uh, we don't have a winner for this week yet, Norm. Nobody sent me. No one. It's like, are we? Are people just not listening to the end of the podcast or what? So the, I'll say it again. This week's trivia question is: Who was the L.A. Rams' first pick? In the 1959 NFL draft, and what college did he go to? You could win a copy of Hollywood's team. Email me the answer at Rams Talk1945 at gmail.com.
3: Well, and that should do it. So don't forget to follow us on Twitter at Talk Rams and on Facebook at Facebook.com forward slash Ramstalk. Also, you can find me at Norm Hightower and Derek at Derek Sea or at DC Apollo. And uh, on on uh, Twitter. And don't forget us on iTunes. You know, we've had a contest going on there forever. <laughs> and and I hate begging, so I'm not going to beg. But, you know, please subscribe. Go on there and give us a review, preferably a five-star review, if you think we've deserved it. We're not going to say give us a five-star review if you don't think. But we, we really hope you do. Catch us on Stitcher, SoundCloud, iHeartRadio, Android, Google Play, Player FM, and IEBRadio.com. Derek, any final thoughts?
1: Oh, man, I'm stoked. We, we have a great guest for our Raiders preview this week. Um, we got our big podcast for the review, you know, pre- sorry, the season preview. I'm ready to go. I'm ready for 2018. Let's make this happen.
3: Preseason's over. Football's over. here. And our first one is a Monday nighter. So no matter where you're at, you get to watch this game on regular TV, which is exciting. So on that note, for... Derek Apollo. This is Norm Hightower. Thanks for listening.
1: Peace.
4: This episode is sponsored by Schwans.com. What are you having for dinner tonight? Hmm. Good question. Schwann's Home Delivery has a solution for you. Stock up your freezer with high-quality frozen foods like premium meats and sides, delicious ready-made meals, ice cream, and more. No subscriptions, no memberships, just a friendly yellow truck that's been delivering food for almost 70 years. Listeners of this show get a special deal. Get 20% off your first order with code YUM20. Check out schwanscom backslash yum for
2: details.